And I think Rosemary's going to read to us. The reading this morning is taken from 1 Corinthians, and I'm reading chapter 13. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I gave away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult... I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning. Yeah, what's my faith for? What is my faith for? About ten past seven every morning when I'm pulling up by People's Park, I ask myself that question. What's your faith for, Vinny? What are you doing? What are you doing here? What are you going to be able to do with today? What's, what's right in front of you now? Um, the, the, the Bible reading that we had, I, I, I couldn't, you, couldn't, you can't stop it, can you? You can't really just take a bit of it. It's such a complete piece. You can't just say, oh, we'll just have a few of them lines because they'll get to thinking they're going to be here till one o'clock if we read all that, you know. I just thought, no, let's just listen to it. Let's just soak it all up. You know, we, we all like things our own way. We're all very prone to, to um, 
to getting into our own little groove, into our own little, on our own little tracks, aren't we? At home, at work. You know, we like our time to be respected by the people who can consume it and consume it and consume it even more. There are very few areas of industry, commerce, legal, financial, judicial, charitable even, where they work completely on their own. There will always be some form of networking, some form of linking up with others. There'll be some comparing, there'll be some consulting. It's something we see more and more, where one department is created to assist another, or where two departments are put into one. Loads of fun, that, isn't it? (laughs) And despite all of the speed and the applications of IT, we all have one thing in common that we have to deal with and what our day looks like. And it is that we have to deal with people. This part of the letter that he was writing, um, the clue to it is in the last line, actually, of chapter 12, where you could see that it was reaching a stage of where there were like layers in the church. There were people up here who were doing this, and there were people here who were able to do this. This is my area. That's your area. And then there were obviously people who were just struggling to find their feet, struggling to to move on. And this message was simply to say, look, there is a more excellent way you know, and you, we know ourselves, you can be super, super qualified. You know too, yeah? You can have what appears to be on paper the absolute best person for the job. I mean, he's a winner. She will be perfect. But they come along and you realize, oh man, I can't work. I can't work with this person. I can't, I can't do this. You know what I mean? Even though on paper it looks right. Now, the church, you would think, should be the living embodiment of where everybody that comes in has a place, meets the fit. Because, after all, none of us did anything to warrant the grace that we have. But there should be some form of whereby everybody is acknowledged for having their little bit. And Paul is just simply saying, look, yeah, there are people who have all of these so-called, let's call it qualifications. They're brilliant in this and they're brilliant in that. But can I just say to you, if you're struggling to fit in, if you feel that, oh, I haven't got all that and I don't know where I really stand. Maybe I'm not part of the, the crowd. Maybe I'm just not part of that scene. He says, look, there's one thing you truly, truly need. And that is love. I moved to Jersey in 2000. Um, I I got involved with um, lots of mission work with through faith missions. I we set I set up street pastors. Um, was always aware, become a volunteer for Grace Trust. Was aware of of some of the needs in Jersey. I didn't I didn't really actually know the true needs, especially in St. Helier. And then um, I ended up falling in with that guy on the back pew there. And Jerry showed me what it meant to love. What it meant to really love these people. 
And it began simply by listening. We um, have been very blessed in this pandemic in a way that we have found some brilliant volunteers who have come along and assisted us. And uh, a, few, a few months back, we were in a situation where uh, with Jerry reducing his hours and with us looking, hopefully, to get back to some form of normal running, we just needed like another Vinnie or another Jerry, simple as that. Carol retired, and there were spaces there where we needed somebody else. And one of our volunteers, oh, he's a great guy. He really is a lovely guy. He is so chilled with everybody through the window of the food bank. He's just great, and it's good to be around. And, uh, and I said to him, we were looking for somebody. And uh, he said, yeah. He said, you know who you need? He said, you need somebody who hasn't got all the answers. <laughs> and that was so true, so true. And um, uh, thankfully, we've got somebody who hasn't got all the answers starting next Wednesday. <laughs> and he's going to come on in and be a part of the full team and we're alongside me and Jerry. And it's, we're looking forward to it. But one of the key areas is simply this, that I know that he has a heart and a love for the unlovely. And it is vital for us to be able to have that, isn't it? And this is what Paul is saying. You know, if you're, and he's, I believe he's saying to you this morning, if you're struggling to find your fit, if you've done this and you've done that, and you just feel, you know, another Sunday, what are we doing this afternoon? What can we do? Well, can I just say to you that there is a more excellent way. And you have been taught from the top on this one. And it is simply through love. And yeah, that begins right here, right now, where we are, with the ones in front of you, with the ones behind you, is what Paul is saying, a more excellent way, because this way never ends. Love never ends. But what about the unlovely? What about those who Life has just drained them. Life has convinced them that they are not worth it, that they're not worthy, that Jesus would not want to know them. It takes time to be able to break that down, doesn't it? And it takes time for us to be able to invest in pointing out to them the good stuff telling them what they would be good at. Coming up with ideas for them, thinking, you know, you know what, maybe we could set this up that would allow this person to be able to to discover something here for himself. But if we can't love them, irrespective, if I can't love somebody who can't give me a thing, to be able to love someone who had no gain to you. Yeah. It creates a challenge. It creates a challenge, big challenge for society. Very big. So where do we go if we don't have this love? Thankfully, there is only one place where we can go. Where we see God's true love for us. And, you know, and I'm all for 
for being able to see him in creation. I'm all for being able to, to see his amazing works in a crashing sea and a roaring forest. I'm all for that. I love it too. But I need to be able to see him at that cross. If I avoid that, then what is my faith about? Am I basing it on everything that's good? Because when I see Calvary and when I look up and I look at him, that reminds me of who I really am and what he did for me. I had the pleasure of being able to be on the mainland a couple of weeks back and uh, went to see uh, uh, Debbie's um, uncle who was a padre. And um, a wonderful guy, lots of stories, real amazing journey he's had. Um, and his daughter was there. She, and she just simply asked, so you didn't believe Jesus really died for you? And I said, I have to. I have to. But, well, that means he died for everybody else. So it was just kind of some kind of symbolic thing. And God said, oh, we got that done, son. Come back up here. No way. I have to believe that. And you know yourself, this thing called love, yeah, it, it, it's all right when it's right, but when it's not, it's really tough. It's not easy. And certainly not easy to love the unlovely. Don't think uh, Jerry and I have got some super duper kind of makeup within us that enables us not to be hurt or offended or upset by things that people say. But you can be. But that challenge to our sensitivities is what we need at times. Because we challenge God's sensitivities every day. And he says, it's okay, don't worry. I've got this covered. I know what it's like. Isn't it wonderful that he came into a war-torn area in your life that it wasn't going to be pretty that the real difficult stuff and the stuff that you struggle to overcome, he was still willing to be able to come down and do it for you. This is the love that we are talking about. You know, the, the, the whole thing, and, and I, I do, I really want to say a huge thank you to St. Mons for, for all of your support to Grace Trust over these years. You guys have been brilliant because you get it. You understand. You get it. And you realize the arm of the church can be quite stretched in certain areas. And Grace Trust, it'll stretch you for sure. But you know what? That means that we free up so much more, especially in St. Helier. In the past, we have had churches phone up and say, we've got somebody in the church at the moment. I think you might know him. Could, could you come over and have a chat? Basically, could you come over and get rid of him? And we're like, yeah, we'll come over. We'll, we'll come over and we'd go nip over there. Oh, yeah, we know him. <laughs> It's like, oh, Vinny, Jerry, what are you doing here? Oh, come up, come back to ours, mate. We'll have a cup of tea, you know, stuff like, stuff like that. But that is really helpful, especially if you're running a little toddler's group and things are just not right. Grace Trust can be there as that little bit of an extra arm 
or that little bit of a difficulty when somebody may be talking to somebody and you come along and you know who they are and you're able, they're able to get their names right away. Things like that make all the difference and you've been able to support that. You won't see all of what you've been able to contribute to. But we are the benefit, benefactors of it in being able to have that luxury of time of being able to take it a morning with this guy, with this girl, and just listen. And I think through the last 18 months, what we have found as well, you've discovered like the other band of Jersey, where the lonely got even lonelier. And where, yeah, they'll come around every Thursday or Tuesday or Wednesday morning for some food. But we know it's not just this that they're coming around for. They're coming around for that contact. They're coming around for that place where they can just be them. And so the extension of Christ's love through Grace Trust is vital For a community to have a place of belonging and to have a place of where they can be themselves. And it's easy as you go. You know that yourself. You know that with your members of your own family. It's easy as you go, isn't it? The closest to us sometimes can be the hardest ones to reach with the love that you've experienced from Christ. It's crazy, isn't it? And people will say, well, surely have you... Didn't you just say this to them? Did you just say that to them? You know it's not that simple, is it? It's not that easy somehow. But other people can make a difference. Other people can come along. Have you ever been reassured where you've tried everything and then you're suddenly aware that, oh, wow, she's working there now and she's hooked up with so-and-so. That is really good. She might listen to them. Wonderful, isn't it? Wonderful. All of these ways in which God's love can still come out. We can't thwart. We can't thwart him. Putting love first and thinking of others is ultimately the key message of Christ, isn't it? He embodied it. He took it on. He took on flesh and he surrendered it in the most horrific way. But thankfully, we know that he bore it up triumphant to the last, yeah? And it has allowed us a grace. It's allowed us the freedom to be able to worship him and to be able to have him as the true guide of our lives. But the challenge to love is still there, isn't it? So for you today, you know, how deep is your love? How does this thing called faith work? You know? When I wrote that line, I just stopped myself. I was like, you've never written that before. You've never put that into a song before. How does this work? Is that where you're at this morning? Where you've you've done it all. You've, You've been a part of a body of Christ your whole life. But you're still thinking, how does this work? Paul says, hey, come here, man. There's a little bit of a better way. There's another way. It's a more excellent way. Don't don't gauge your relationship with me 
with the giftings of others. Don't gauge your relationship with me by the giftings of others. Because if you can love, that's about all you need. Amen.